Hi, everyone. This is Aaron. And Matt. Liddy. Lighty. No, Lighty. Lighty. Wait, Liddy. Wait. What are, what what are is we? It? Huh? Lighty? Yeah, go with that. We're from Columbus, Ohio, and you're listening to Married to the Games with Gabe, the Chubby Ninja, Tim, Tiger Claw, and Timothy, the Reluctant Multitaskers. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. It's them kids and wives and nine to fives, but we are still married to the games. Zero, eight, eight. Crazy eights. How you guys doing out there? It's your boy Gabe Patillo with Tim Router and Timothy Hall, of course. And as always, we are talking games and life, life and games. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, it's awesome. Episode 88. Oh my gosh. 88 straight. Um, man, how you guys doing? You guys doing all right? Uh, let's see. Who should we start with? Who should we start with? Spin the wheel. <laughs> Tiger claw. <Yeah>. Tiger claw. <laughs> how are you? Buddy? No whammy, no whammy. No whammy, no whammy, stop. <laughs> Tiger Claw. Oh, man, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys at all this week. This week's been a blur, man. An Dude, absolute you've been, blur. you've been to New York and back, right? Yes, yes. We uh, we went up over the weekend. Uh, let's see what happened. On uh, Thursday, I pulled an all-nighter. Literally didn't sleep at all because I had a project. No, another one? Oh, it's just killing me. It's Lordy. It's, it's a great problem to have, but it, it it's the problem is that everything's all at once. And once mm. everything's all at once, then I have, like, I basically just kind of bear down and just try and knock out as much as I can. And the best time to do that is overnight when everyone's asleep and right. no one's emailing me and anything like that. That's why I get up super early usually, but mm-hmm. this is just, it's just been killing me. So I had to, I pulled an all nighter and then got on a plane. So that was a very long Friday. Um, and of course our plane was delayed three hours. We were coming into Newark. So that was fun. So we were hanging out at the the airport, but Lauren had a shower to go to for one of her great friends who's having a baby this next month. So, uh, and then on Sunday started the stationary show, which she goes to every year for her store. So we went up, uh, with her parents because they wanted to visit all their friends as well over the weekend and came back on Monday and Lauren is still up there. And I feel like a single dad is the weirdest feeling. Yeah. I was about to say, (laughs) But How does it, that feel? It's really weird, man. I mean, it's just like I've been like texting Lauren and be like, well, I'm glad you're having fun while I'm here trying to raise our baby <laughs> and giving her all <laughs> giving her all kinds of crap. And she's like, don't make it any harder than it is. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's it's hard for her, too. This is the first time she's been away from Piper for this long, but she's doing really, really well. And uh, she's hanging out with her good friend Dabney. And um, so they're doing well. Yeah. So, I've you know, I've been back here. Uh, being the single dad and uh, Piper's just been awesome and uh, we've been having some fun together. So it's been great. I have gotten absolutely zero uh, gaming in uh, as far as our trophy wars go. I've basically already conceded that I will probably have what I have now, <laughs> but I, I'm still going to try, uh, you know, over Memorial Day, I might be able to get some more gaming in and yeah, I, I, I can get do some, a, a final push, the final push. What I have been playing though is a lot of Mario Kart. I'm just, it, you know, you're just getting ready for that, that yeah, May 30th Jack. release. So, uh, I am absolutely stuck 
which is the weirdest thing. And I don't remember this being the issue the first time I did all this because I had three stars on all this, all the cups, everything back in the day. And when I got Mario Kart again, I had to start over. So I'm still, I still cannot get that three star on the shell cup for the 50 CC. I've actually had to look it, I've had to look it up and people are, um, have actually given some really good tips. Um, so I'm actually, I'm, I did that last night. I'm like, man, I'm sick of playing this level. And you know me, I'm a completionist. Like I will not, yeah, advance, you are. I will not advance to 100 or 150 until I get this three stars done. Cause I had three stars on everything else. So mm. I've, I've got some good uh, tips. I'll, I'll try those out probably tonight or so and, and see what, what's going on. So yeah, I've at least been able to Mario Kart, but as far as trophy wars goes, I'm done. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. <laughs> I'll definitely try. I really want to see if I can get some watchdogs in, uh, cause that comes out on the 27th. Man, we got a busy week that week, man. 27th watchdogs, 30th Mario Kart. I know that's right. Whew, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty, <laughs> but no uh, sleep till. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then right after that, right around the corner, we've got, um, E3. And oh, I'm, that's right, man! I'm I'm so excited. As much as I would love to be able to go, uh, I still there's always something about just watch, streaming everything. And I basically t- I almost take a day off. It seems like uh, <laughs> exactly on the Tuesday night. when the press conferences come out because I'm <laughs> I, wa- I try to watch as many of them as I possibly can. And uh, you know, so I'm answering email while I'm listening. And uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you don't get a whole lot done. But it's just it's so much fun. Like Tuesdays is such a great day for press conferences because we get to hear all this amazing stuff. And I'm just, I'm super excited for this E3 because this is the first official E3 where next gen is here and now, and you know, what do you have for us now? What are the games that you have for us? I'm super excited. Um, And that's pretty much it for, for Tiger Claw. Just, just working, being the single dad this week until uh, Lauren comes home on Thursday and, um, and just doing my thing. Fighting crime through allergies. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, allergies are good. You'll you'll be happy to know that even Thursday, like I pulled an all nighter and I immediately went and got my shots before we left. That's my, nice. That was my dedication. I was all so blood, proud. I was all bloodshot eyes and everything, but I I went there and I got my shots and I have not had an allergy attack. So you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if they gave you the shots and you just fell asleep and they're like, oh crap, we gave him the wrong shots. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, I would actually uh, on that day. I probably would have enjoyed the nap. Right, it right. would have been good. Hall, trophy wars. Yeah, look at you. You getting it done? Yeah, <laughs> look, oh, well, that's I'm getting awesome. it done for me. But nice. uh, <laughs> good. You should. You know, that's probably still like a tenth of what the highest person is doing right uh, now. Sure. Yeah, Which we, those jokers are in the hundreds already. <sighs> Oh goodness. Hundreds plural. Yeah, I'm good with my ten. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm okay with my maybe twenty by now. But I finished I up think I, have uh, eight. I finished up Bioshock two. Great. Oh sweet. Story aside, because the story is yeah, it's kinda just it's it's a side story, it's kinda meh. The combat and stuff is awesome. Mm, really? So that joins Bioshock one as one of my favorite games of last gen. Fantastic, man. Wow. I'm really glad that I enjoyed it. Now, when I got to the end, I was kind of, you know, poking around on Twitter, just asking people, like, should I do the, they've, they've got a couple different DLC packs. They've got the Protector Trials and then Minerva's Den, which everybody's heard of that because it was considered to be like one of the uh, best DLCs from last gen. I mean, I heard about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and download that next. 
and I think I might skip out on the protector trials. It just sounds like it's it's combat, and and that that's kind of why I was interested in it. But a lot of people said like, no, it's it's pretty annoying. Like you just it's not like the game. Just get Minerva's Den and and play mm. that. So nice. That's what I'm going to be on to next. Um, over the weekend, I was helping Krista. She was doing this um, kind of like a dog show benefit type of thing. Oh, cool. Mm. And so we came home. We had to go to that early on Saturday. We came home Saturday, and she went and took a nap. And while she was napping, I downloaded Hearthstone because yeah. I've heard so much about it. Yeah. If you like Magic the Gathering or if you even kind of have played it and enjoyed it, like Hearthstone is is better. I think. I wish you wouldn't have twittered about it. Mm. Oh goodness. It's good. It's yep. it's more accessible than Magic the Gathering. So if like the idea that Magic the Gathering is a little too deep for you, I'd say play Hearthstone. It's really fun. It's hmm. still super nerdy though. <laughs> so when you're when I you're mean, playing and somebody's like, looking over your shoulder and you feel like uh, I have to explain myself because there's this <laughs> elven type woman, you know. Your, uh, well, you know, you load up the game and it says Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft, <laughs> and yeah, even that, if you haven't ventured near a Warcraft game or don't oh, care about man. the Warcraft universe, because like I'm on the outskirts of Warcraft, I know I don't think I may Me have played too. the RTS a couple of times. But mm -hmm. I've never played World of Warcraft. I don't know anything about that world, really. But Hearthstone, you don't need to know any of that stuff. I mean, it's no, a card game. You don't have to really know anything about the characters. You just have to know about uh, the different card styles and the different uh, um, values on the card and stuff like that. I mean, there's not really much to understand to get the game. Yeah, it can go deep, but it doesn't. It doesn't appear deep at first. It doesn't feel overwhelming. I, I at no time have have felt like I've needed something explained to me. Like I've heard about, like I'm up to I think level twenty two or something like that. So I've been playing a lot. I think I put in about ten hours. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. And once you start to like, I haven't spent any money. You can buy card packs, but I haven't bought any. They give you. I think they give you like one to start and then you get a few more as you go along. Um, but I haven't felt the need to buy anything and I didn't go and get a cheat deck either. Like I don't want to call it a cheat deck, but there's been a lot of people going out there and like finding the best kind of deck for their character or like looking up uh, different decks that people have made. I haven't done that yet and I haven't had any problem winning games. Mm. So I think it's a pretty accessible game. Nice. Very cool, man. Yeah, I'm I, like I said, I'm really enjoying it, and uh, like I've been getting in games here and there, like around the house and stuff. Like if we have a free minute, like Krista was making dinner last night, and I popped on there and was playing a couple games. So it's really easy to just waste like ten, fifteen minutes, you know, on playing like one game or two games. That's or, awesome. It's really, really fun though, and I really recommend everybody check it out. Yeah, my sister-in-law. I was playing it yesterday and she kind of walked behind me and was <laughs> looking at the screen like, what? And she looked over, she goes, um, are you killing them? And I was like, <laughs> uh, kind, kind of, it's hard to. Yeah. When, shut when I up. win the game, they blow up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Krista was, Krista was like, are you, are you done with that yet? Like she was trying to get me <laughs> off the game and I was like, hang on, let me blow myself up. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> I was like, good. yeah, you made me lose a star, but that's okay. God, I felt like the biggest nerd when I said that, too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. There's uh, something about the game that makes you feel like real dorky. Just one second, honey. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go on our date in a little bit. I just got to kill these people first. <laughs> I was just destroying the paladin. You're like, oh, my God. So you just say paladin? Wait, why am I single now? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's so that's funny. really funny. Good stuff, man. That's awesome. Has anybody played Walking Dead uh, Episode 3? No. I haven't either. I hate that I haven't had the time to get to it. Like, Saturday evening. You had evening, the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Saturday evening, I would have had the time had I not downloaded Hearthstone because I yeah, sat there. You go. The first, the moment I downloaded it, I played it for like five hours. <laughs> nice. It was oh, ridiculous. You got the hook. You got hooked, line, and sinker, baby. I That's, should not have done that. <laughs> I immediately regret it. <laughs> That's awesome. Seriously. So, Mr. Patillo, yeah, you're, you're in town. You've been yes, in sir. town, correct? I've been in town. It's awesome. Here, I want. I want to say chilling, but that's not been the case. No, how is the kitchen? Um, good. <laughs> we have to. Uh, we hung our last. So we took down. You know, everybody's got cabinets, and so I've put it on Twitter the picture of the kitchen, but you only see the kitchen from like a certain angle, and then right to my left would have been another cabinet. But we took that cabinet down and we're putting that up in the laundry room to just use as storage up there. And then we did um three open shelves. Oh, nice. And that's been, that was a bear. Oh, I bet. Just because I'm not like really a carpenter and I'm like, you know, measured twice and pray oh, yeah. to God that it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not like super, I don't know what it is about me and measuring, but I'm just like, no. Not great at it for some reason. No, I've done, I've measured like at least three or four times uh, before just to make sure I've got it right. Yeah. And I did that with this and I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yep. And so it's like one of those things where we bought some, they're called Corbels, but they just look like pieces of wood that you would screw into the wall and then the, you know, shelf would sit on top of it. Mm. Hmm. And so some about doing that, but the way you put them up, you don't just screw them to the wall, like through the core bells. They have like little brackets on the back where you put the screw in the wall and then you like hang shift. it. Yeah. You shift it. Yeah. And that thing is awful when you're trying to do. Oh yeah. You know, to not, they don't move freely. You have to like, you know, I screwed them to the top and then try to put it on. Anyway, it's a big, or they're up. Let's well, just, they're up. <laughs> <laughs> they might and, uh, be, they might be at an angle, that. but they're up. <laughs> exactly. That's Stuff funny. might slide off them and break, <laughs> but they're up there. But hey, they're up. Um. So uh, same with me. I haven't been able to like get away and just go upstairs and play some games. Like either like Amara's had a really weird time sleeping or, mm. and we've had Jenny's sister in town for the last two weeks. So oh, she, she just left she this morning. You. Yeah. Nice. So she just left this morning. Um, and so she got here. Yeah. Hold on. Here it comes. Is that our first sneeze in the 88 episodes? We've been, I don't remember any of us like sneezing during. You would think it would be router. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we've had any that made the cut. That couldn't have been the first sneeze ever. That's pretty Maybe amazing. Though. Um, 
God bless you, sir. Yeah, thank you. And so she's gone. And so it was like one of those things where like, I don't know, it just always felt weird. Like, I don't know, going upstairs and be like, okay, see you guys. I don't know. <laughs> well, so, you're being uh, a good host too. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's what I'm trying to do. For crying out loud. So you kind of be like, all right, see, you. I'm going to go play some games. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to hear about your day, but uh, we'll go upstairs. <laughs> I got some people to head shoot. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I've just been playing my iOS games, man. Smash hit. Oh, 2048, yeah. Hearthstone now, mm. Clash of Clans. That, mm. Yeah, what the heck? Gosh, I literally was playing Hearthstone and Clash of Clans oh, yesterday, double and geek. I was like, I have a problem. Yeah, double uh, geek. Like I had my iPad set up and then my phone like under it. No, you had uh, a whole station. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, let me just get my media center together. At, at so, any time, I have both my iPhone and iPad out. I feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, You're like, I'm there's like, something else I'm supposed to be doing. What has happened to my life? Yep. <laughs> um, I, I did get an invite to the PlayStation Now beta last night. Awesome. So I'm really excited to check that out today. So was um, that first round that they had like just an alpha, I guess? Yeah, that was like super, super closed. Mm-hmm. And then this one's still closed, but obviously it's, it's bigger. And I think it's going out to a lot of the PS4 people that signed up. Cause awesome. we had like, I think we had four or five other people on our, Twitter that follow us saying that they um got it too. Got That's great. I can't wait to hear how it is. Yeah, I cannot wait. Please tell us. And then uh just on live side of things, I got to surprise Jenny this last week and it was really fun. I, I usually there's not a lot of things that come along and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna do that and make a night of it and surprise her. Uh, cause number one, she's really hard to impress. And so surprises <laughs> can, you can get your feelings hurt real easy. Yeah, it's the story of our lives, like, brother. It's the yeah, story of our like, lives. Surprise. And they're like, Oh, I mean, that's nice. You're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that cabinet looks really crooked, Gabe. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, I, she had some stuff to do and I was like, Hey, I need you home by six o'clock. And she was like, why? And I was like, ugh, uh, never mind. Go. I don't want to do it for you anyway. <laughs> yeah, forget it. <laughs> so I was, I was like, just be home at six. Tell well, me I don't like surprises. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That's the way surprises work. Nice. Be home at six uh, o'clock. And so, um, you know, she doesn't, she comes home and, uh, we go to dinner. One of our favorite places, a place called Jay Alexander's, but we went to the mm-hmm. one downtown and, mm-hmm. you know, we just never go downtown because we're old now and live far away, you know, baby. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, as we're sitting there, I slid some paper across the table, you know, mobster style, like, nice. let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. And she unfolded and it was tickets to Aziz Ansari and he was, Oh, nice. So was, awesome, man. I didn't even know he was in town. I know. So that's he, amazing. He was at T-Pack and, uh, it was hilarious. It awesome. was so funny. And, uh, it was, and our seats were great. It was like fourth row center. Like, you know, you could see him. It wasn't like no, you, you couldn't were, get yeah. any better than that. Man. Oh, it was, it was awesome. And it was so hilarious. And I haven't told you guys this cause we got cracking right when we, um, got moving. I talked to the score. Zach over at the score, the video nice. game plays here. It's going down. Oh, uh, you're a 100th man, episode at the score in August. I think it's the week of the 10th is when our 100th I think you're right because I tried to chart that out today. Uh, some people mentioned that they got to get some, like get work off and stuff. Yeah. So August 10th through 16th, that's the week we're looking at. 
More details will come. MTTGCon. Now we got to pick a day. Yeah. It'll probably be, yeah, we got to pick a day. Um, I think we should probably do Friday. You think so? That's going to be an easy day for a lot of people. Easy people get off Thursday and Friday off. Yeah. What if we did Saturday? Because that's the weekend. That way we, you know, a lot more people who may maybe yeah, you're can, right. Maybe can still work and then come down. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Plus, we'd get not for nothing. We get some good traffic in there. Oh if yeah. They haven't. People come in. Local people come in. Like, who the heck are these guys? <laughs> Why are these people probably staying happen at anyway. these guys while they talk? That's right. <laughs> who yeah, are these guys? That'll anyway. happen anyway. But that's amazing. I, yeah. I, my vote would probably be for Saturday, just because it's a lot easier for a lot of people. Yeah. Because if we have some of our our good friends coming down or up or left or right, um, you know, they can still work on Friday and then come, come on Saturday. Yeah. But we could talk about it more, but I love the fact that we're actually making some sort of progress. Which I is know. Amazing. And he now was like all- excited. Zach is, awesome. the, is his name. Uh, baby awesome. steps. Yeah, baby steps. Exactly. So baby now, steps. Now we got logistics, baby. Now it's all about logistics. Yeah. We're going to dial done. it in. That's great. He's got a land center that he's getting that, that he's got up and going. And so, you know, we could be gaming. It's going to be a good time, I think. Are we going to be doing it at the land center or the store? Well, we got to figure out which one you want to do. One of the, mm-hmm. one place is bigger. The place with the land center is going to be bigger. And okay. so I don't know that we need the room. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather go small. Exactly. Than like make go a feel. big and be like. <laughs> so I'm thinking he's got, you know, he's got that really cool area in the cool spring store. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll go with that. All right. Stadium seating. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Router. Oh, brother. Do you got it? I got it. Well, let's do it! New releases this week. Not a whole lot, just because uh, the end of May is going to be a little bit more packed. Uh, but a few to mention. Uh, Transistor oh, yeah. is coming up for the PC and the PS4. It's a big deal. Science fiction-themed action role-playing game set in a futuristic city where you will take on the role of a young woman who gains control of an extraordinary weapon of unknown origin after a mysterious... Oh, and then they cut it off. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> that's go- They're like, that's how mysterious watch. it is. That's how mysterious it is. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, so that's very cool. That'll be great. Um, is that Wolf called and- something, by the way, Router? I would think you would know that. It's called an, el- an ellipsis. Ellipsis. Yes. That's what the dot, dot, dot is. That's what the dot, dot, dot is. It's called an ellipsis. I didn't want to get too geeky or too English teacher on you, but... Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. Yes. I knew you would know. No, thank you, because I'm older, right? Is that the deal? No, because you're smart and you have to work with computers. <laughs> yes. No, I actually, I do. And I work with um, a content uh, editor, too, who used to be a journalist for ESPN. So he oh, wow. always he always corrects me on that because it's weird. Whenever he sends me something and I put it on the web... Sometimes the ellipses change to like something really weird, so I always have to go in and edit it. So that's why I hate them. Anyway, ellipsis. Um, ellipsis. Uh, also, Wolfenstein: The New Order for 360, PS3, yeah. PS4, and Xbox One. Woof. That is out. Darksiders Collection. This is a compilation that includes Darksiders, Darksiders 2, and the Season Pass. That's for PS3 and Xbox 360. And uh, Max, The Curse of Brotherhood for the Xbox 360. 
It's a mm. 2.5D platformer where you take on the role of Max, a young boy who wishes for his annoying little brother Felix to be whisked away by unknown evil forces. Armed with only a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Armed with only an ellipsis. Only an ellipsis. <laughs> so there you have it. There are your new releases for this week. Um, now, top selling games. Week ending May 10th. Brick and mortar stores, U.S. only. Here we go. Number 10, Grand Theft Auto 5 for what? the 360. Rears its head again. Interesting. And sells another 12,000 units and claims the number 10 spot. Number nine, Pokemon XY for the 3DS. Man, that Joker has sold over 3.4 million units. I love it. In in the 31 weeks that it's been out. That's keep, ins- that's crazy. Keep it coming. 3DS, baby. Always. Uh, number eight, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 for the PS4. Huh. Hmm. Num- number seven, Call of Duty Ghosts, Xbox 360. Sure. That Joker's over 5.2 million in the 27 weeks it's been around. No. Uh, number six, Titanfall, Xbox 360. Number five, Titanfall, Xbox One. Oh, good. Number, f- number four, Kirby, Triple Deluxe for the 3DS. Oh, that was number one last week, right? That was number one last week. Number three, <gasps> Minecraft for the 360. Lord have mercy. <laughs> nice. in there. Yep. Number, I was wondering when that was coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's there. Number two, Borderlands 2 for the PS Vita. Really? Whoa. Yep. That's his debut. That's box copy. They're yep. they selling them bundles. That's right. No. I wonder if that includes the bundles. It's well, got to. actually, it has to because it just came out the other way, yeah, right? Is it? Is it not? Well, actually, it was hold released. on a second. Yeah. I don't know if when you buy the, I thought when you buy the Vita, it came with a code. It does come with a code, but that was the only way it was sold there for like a week, I think. Oh, really? And then the, the regular one, I think, came out on like the 13th or something. Okay, well then, because this, this is be... this is a week ending May 10th, so probably oh, next, next wow. week we will so probably bundles. see. Yeah, that's got to be bundles. We will probably see uh, more of that next week, so we'll have to wait for that. But interesting. Yeah, very, so how many, how many was it on that? 42,000. Huh. Yeah, 42,379. Wow, that's still kind of a sad number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, seems, it seems to be a little bit of a sad number for the Vita, but um, I mean, honestly, this whole week has been seems to be kind of down anyway. I, I don't think a whole lot of people are spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the number one game for week ending May 10th, MLB 14, the show for the PS4. Hmm. Okay. De- debuted. But this one blew everybody else out of the water. So Borderlands did 42,000. That was the number two spot. MLB the show did 134,000 so oh, nearly wow. so close. it tripled in compared to the number 2 spot so well, it, remember it, remember that we don't have MLB 2K anymore yeah, so like so the, the show is the, show the is, only baseball game exactly so wow so unless PS, you count RBI baseball but you don't count that yeah that was <laughs> so made PS4 in 5 days game takes the number 1 spot this week or I'm sorry not this week but the week of May 10th sweet hmm there you have it Nice haul. What do we want to talk about first? Can we? Can I talk about something since we're talking about numbers? Yes. Sure. And we're talking about sad numbers. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But I mean, it's not. This is not a bad thing. It just by the numbers, it sucks. It's gonna take a little explaining. Mario Kart Eight is probably gonna be the worst selling Mario Kart that's ever hmm. come out. Hmm. And here's why. Hmm. Not because Mario In- Kart 8's not great. Install base. Install base. So mm-hmm. the lowest selling Mario Kart game 
that's ever come out was Mario Kart Super Circuit on the Game Boy Advanced back in 2000. That's kind of what I figured. 2001. Mm. Um, but it still sold like 5.7 million copies to an install wow, base of 81 million. Mm. There's only 6.1 million we use out there. Oh. And so if it goes by the percentages of how much less people buy Mario Kart that own the system, then it'll probably sell around 1.3 million copies, which is Man. super low. And you got to remember Mario Kart Wii sold 35.3 million. And that was what about a, a that's third? To, that's to a hundred million Wii's. Yeah. So that's about a third. Um, and that, so that's a good percentage in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good percent. That's I could a, see Mario for the Kart Wii, 8. That's great. I could see Mario Kart 8 doing the same percentage. I, I think they might do more. I think maybe I'm very curious if this is going to sell Wii U consoles now. I hope it does. I think, I think it will because it's such a, like a family staple in my opinion. Yep. But, uh, it, I mean, it could be the worst selling, but it could also be the best because it will. It's not going to be the best selling. Well, no, no. I mean, it'll be the best as far as awareness and, and getting the Wii U out there again in yeah. selling consoles. See, that between be, that and because, Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I saw, I saw those. Now, I, I just had never looked at it like that. I was like, Oh man, you would need almost everybody that has a Wii U to buy this game for it not to be the worst selling. We should probably preface by saying too that Nintendo has a lot of cash in the bank. Oh yes, they do. They so it's not like they're running. Blow. Yeah, they're not <laughs> running the risk of going out of business. <laughs> oh so, yeah, no, this is not about going out of business or not. Oh no, no. I was just no, bringing it, it up as a this as game an could point. sell a half million and they'll still be. <laughs> it's very so, true. <laughs> They'll oh, be like, okay, yeah. we'll take that as a loss and keep going. I know they're not worried about it, but no, um, I'm I'm really like, it would be interesting to see where the game world is in like ten years if we had like a time machine mm. just to see where this ends up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just I, know, I mean, we don't we don't know really what the you know where it's trending. Uh, Nintendo had a bad generation with the GameCube, and I say bad in quotes because it's it hit some numbers, but it's just it didn't sell as much as the Xbox or the PS2. And but yeah. the Wii just just killed everything mm. last year. So, it really did oh in number. Gosh. Yeah, I mean the, the third party software, you know, didn't sell as well. But yeah, you, know, you look at first party software, thirty five million sales of Mario Kart Wii. That's crazy. Mm. That's insane. I mean, any next gen game or any last gen <laughs> game would love would to love have sold thirty five. Well, you million. gotta remember, there's not even that many in. I mean, if you add up Xbox. PS4 and Wii U, there's not 35 million of them out there. Oh, I know that for sure. I, la, last gen, you know, how, how many how many PS3s and Xbox 360s uh, were there? Like 60 million? A grip. Yeah. That's over That's over an eight-year span, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. in order to sell 35 million, you'd have to sell to, you know, almost over 50% of the console owners. Right, exactly. And the that's Wii, crazy. And the Wii sold me, uh, over 100 million consoles. Oh. To me, that just that oh, just boy. means Nintendo's in the right pocket. They are in the family, general gamer consumer pocket, and that's where they stay. And maybe they, they shouldn't have called this next one the Wii U. Uh, well, I think that was a mistake oh, to that, begin yeah, with. It's a... so confu- it was so confusing anyway. But um, 
But that's what, man, that's their pocket. That's where they stay because they can make a grip load of money mm. doing that because it is the general consumer. It is the family consumer. All, you know, all their games are, are family friendly, um, but that's not all their games sell it. But the console itself, like when we first came out, it was a freaking it was chaos that Christmas. Oh my gosh. I got, I got one. I got one for Keith and Kara. Like it was one of those things where it's just, that was the it thing to have. And that's where they stay. And they will, you know, we always, I feel bad because I feel like we're always like, come on, Nintendo. It's all that always seems to be our, our classic phrase, but it's going to come around, man. We're going to be like, ah, now I see they're working on something. I'm sure. You know, what's crazy. If they, if they did, you know, Ed joked about it last week, but if they did somehow bring out, this next Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 for the Wii, it could be mm. gangbusters. Mm. Probably. Oh my gosh. It'd probably at least do what? 20 million? I mean, million? you would think, right? Something. Yeah. I mean, more than Wii U's are even out there, they would sell in that game. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Easy. I just can't wait to see it in HD, man. It's going to look oh, so good. I'm so excited. I got to stop watching trailers because I'm like, yeah, you get myself <laughs> way too worked up. You got for a it. problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paul, give no. us something else, buddy. Well, actually, talking about platform exclusives, I know that they want to put um, Mario Kart 8 uh, out there for the Wii U to sell more Wii U's, obviously. Right. So, as an aside to that, uh, Microsoft announced Halo 5 Guardians. We yep. knew Halo 5 was coming, yep. but they now gave us a title. They said it's going to be launching in 2015 with Steven Spielberg's uh, kind of oh, premium yeah. TV series of thing that he's oh, doing. Man. Of course. It's Please. going to run at 60 frames a second. And they said, for sure, it is not coming out for 360. Mm. Really? Yeah, they put the mark on it. I mean, they wow. you know, they want to sell Xbox Ones. They said, okay, look, it <laughs> Xbox 360, that gen... Even though a lot of people still have those, it's time to to move on next year. You know, it's time to start uh, or stop making games for the old platforms. You got to get people to move over. Yeah, of course. A lot of people are happy with their 360s, but also they know a lot of people like Halo, so they'll be able to get a lot of people to jump over. Right. That's I don't know. Do you think it's good to force an Xbox 360 user's hand? For, I, for, I a, game, for a game like Halo, which has been... With the 360 forever? Well, no, see, it started out with the original Xbox, right, and right. I think the way that they got everybody to jump you know, to the 360 is just releasing Halo 3. Mm. Halo 3 was awesome. Mm. I mean, it, it was crazy because I owned a 360 at the time, and then Halo 2 was playable on Xbox 360, so I was playing that. Right. And then I bought Halo 3, and I was just like, wow, yeah, this is next right. level. Yeah, so they're just they're doing it again. They're, yeah, pretty pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and so instead this time though, with your Xbox One, you can't play your old Halo games. Right. So you've got to kind of you know so make you that both. that jump. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean you have to make it sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for Microsoft yeah, right. or, and for the developers, they're like, hey, we can't just stay making for both, or we're not going to be able to push the envelope the way we want to. Yeah, it's crazy enough, but like I think HD was was the deciding factor because really what we're gaining so far with next gen ports up or, you know, if they're developing for next gen and porting it back to last gen, um, you know, what the main things we're seeing is uh frame rate and textures. Yeah. So sure. it's like, I, I'm wondering if enough people are deciding that that's not worth it to them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm, that's the one thing I'm very curious about. It's like, well, why am I going to spend 
$400 to get Halo 5 just to have maybe a little bit better graphics. <laughs> it, I, you know, it's crazy. I think I think enough people would do it for a Halo game just because, like I said, they are making it exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- this is why when I talked about, you know, the connectless Xbox One last week, I was a little disappointed that they didn't hurry up and get Halo out maybe this year or, you know, and try something to, to kind of save, save that yeah. that that last thing that they were holding on. Oh, yeah, to. they need that hook. They need yeah. that hook to bring them in. So it's, you know, I just think that maybe, you know, both platforms just didn't get, get out to developing fast enough. But then again, the Xbox 360 came out in 2005 and Halo 3 came out in like 2007, I think. Mm. So it took them about the same amount of time to get a killer game out. It seems like everything's being fairly cyclical and fairly standard when it comes to a next gen. I mean, this is my first real next gen phase anyway. Mm. But based on what you're saying, it sounds like this stuff kind of happens anyway. So of course just, it does. It has to. You have to. Yeah, it it does. I mean, well, you know, this this current gen is different than any other gen just because if you I mean, well, I guess every gen is different because just time moves forward. But if you go back to the launch of the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, like there were way far less podcasts than there are now. Mm. There was way less gaming blogs and news outlets. I mean, there were the major players still, Mm -hmm. but the internet has become even more pervasive in these past seven years. Yeah. We didn't have Um, Bieber. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't have Bieber fever. (laughs) And that that was a huge, that's the huge factor right there. (laughs) And and think about it. I think YouTube had just come out Mm. too. So we didn't have like let's plays or anything like that. Like gaming has become more pervasive through, through like the internet medium and media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like, as I mentioned, podcasts, I started listening to gaming podcasts in like, I think 2004 maybe. And wow. there was really pretty slim pickings. Mm. So interesting. You it know, was like, if you found some good podcasts, like that was like the whole, you found the Holy grail or something. <laughs> um, speaking of the connect and Microsoft, uh, you know, we were talking about last week what the effects could be of um, Microsoft unbundling the Connect. Well, Rare, who's a developer, they they make uh, Connect Sports, the Connect Sports series, mm. are getting hit with some layoffs, which ah. sucks. And you know, we see it all the time. But it's not super clear whether it's just because they're between projects or because they're like. Oh, good. So we're doing this Connect Sports. Y'all <laughs> ain't bringing the Connect to every Xbox, every Xbox One anymore. So I guess time will tell with that. But what I didn't know was Rare. Number one, I didn't know that they've been around for a long time, but they've done some crazy games. They did. Uh, they used to. They used to work for Nintendo. Yep. Yep. Uh, Battle Toads. RC Pro Am. Yeah, GoldenEye 007, Donkey Kong Country, oh, wow. Killer Instinct. They were bought by Microsoft in 2002. So hold on tight over there at Rare. You gonna make it. Sorry about the Connect thing. Just a side note about Rare. A lot of NES publishers had Rare make games for them. And I think they made like 50 games during the NES era. They were very prolific at that <laughs> oh, time. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, they, I mean, they had some, I mean, GoldenEye in itself would, 
whoever would have made GoldenEye, everybody's going to be like, hey, yeah, so that thing you did, can you do that for us? Hmm. Do that same thing for us. Thank you. Well, actually, this was back in the NES era. Oh, you're not even During talking about During the NES era, they, like, Nintendo limited uh, publishers to, like, five games per year, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, Konami had the Ultra Games logo. Mm. So, like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultra Games, and that's basically Konami. That's their second, like, they made a second company so that they could release more games. Oh, wow. Yeah, and since they had a good relationship with Nintendo anyway, Nintendo didn't, you know, didn't bat an eye at it. Right. Give us something else, Hall. Oh, uh, let's see. Some Far Cry 4 stuff leaked. Oh, yeah. Did it leak or they put it out? <laughs> they probably put it out. <laughs> they probably put it out. Quote, unquote, leaked it. Yeah, exactly. The con- controversial image thing. Whoever did that leak or press release wire or whatever was done there, like, that team is just so happy that this got picked up. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. even, even though, even though like it's been some negative PR. So they released, you know, a box art image and there's been a lot of, uh, negative spin on it. Like the, uh, character scene, I think it was, they, some people had, you know, thought that it was a little racist maybe. Yeah. They said that because it was a white guy sitting on what appears to be like, you know, crumbled statue with his hand on the head of somebody who's obviously brown, that that's racist. Yeah. I don't even get that. Like, wow. How how is that racist? This is my question. And I'm brown. So I can ask this question. Wait, you are? Exactly. (laughs) It's interesting. It's interesting in America. Like, number one, I think as Americans, for some reason, we're looking to be offended. Like we want yeah. to be offended, so we'll That's like point, just pick stuff out that. Very good but point. Being in America, I wonder if it would have been said if it was flip flopped. If the brown mm. guy had his hand on the head on the head of a white person, because the white per- white people are obviously the majority here in America, um, I wonder if they would have said that was racist. Yeah, I think either way you would have been screwed because I think you're right. I think we America is looking for. And just pockets of demographics, they're looking to be offended. They're looking for, and it so could be the weird. slightest thing that, that probably they didn't even probably think about that. They just thought they were probably thinking of the context of it could be geographical, it could be whatever. Who cares? It like it, yeah, whatever. Well, I saw the box art and I thought nothing. Me too. It, it, and it I'm either. Well, it also came out too that people thought that this character was gay. <laughs> no. But I, I Who like, cares? well, like the first time I saw the boxer, I didn't even think that, you know, I thought it was more of like kind of a, he looks more like a James Bond villain, actually. Kind of. Yeah. And more of like the modern day James Bond villains. Cause they're more slick. You yeah. Know, they, a little bit more flamboyant, even in yeah, their yeah. presentation. With, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, okay, well this, this looks really interesting. This guy could be really sinister and this could be very cool. I'm excited. You know, I, I thought nothing of any of those. Yeah. yeah they, you know, Actually, the first thing I thought was probably what Router thought. Like, wow, I'm excited for this game. Cool. That's what yeah. I thought too. I <laughs> and and maybe it's my um, because I'm a little cynical when it comes to like white people take over stuff, movies and games. Mm. Like that's not a new thing, and so right. it's not like 
I don't know. It's just not shocking to me to like, oh, that's racist. You're like, oh, or is it history? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. So, <laughs> history is way worse than that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there, there are a lot of other things that are way worse than that. Alex, Alex Hutchinson, who is the, uh, he's Far Cry 4's creative director, uh, on Twitter at Bang Bang Click, which I thought was a great Twitter that's handle. Great. He said, and I quote, just so it's clear for those jumping to conclusions, he's not white and that's not the player. And so I thought that was really nice. interesting because, because of what we're saying, how we're looking to be offended and looking just to like jump on a bandwagon and blah, 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 blah. Just cause he might seem white to you doesn't make him white. Exactly. He could be like, and when I took a further look at it, I was like, Oh, he could be something different. Well, who the villain in in Far Cry Three? He had an accent. He wasn't like, yeah, you yeah, couldn't just was, take him at face value and know who, I, what you know, he was. I you know. I I considered him like an islander almost. Yeah, of course. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's probably what this is. That's probably the same context as this is because it's Far Cry. And, for that's, and that's what's funny. That goes back to our original question. So if he's not white, is it still racist to people? There's no, there's no cultural, racial. Yeah, you know, this is a video game. You shoot people in the head. You complete your mission. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Like, can we not? Can we please get upset about stuff that's actually going on? I'm trying exactly. to think of who get who's getting upset though, because like people, it's people, even it's in people. our our generation, like we've just never really looked at color. You know? What yeah, I mean? exactly. So yeah, unless you're raised it. around it, yeah, it's getting. You know, those lines are getting uh, swept up. Thank the Lord. Amen. Paul, mm-hmm. give us something else, buddy. You got something else? Uh, I love Night Trap. I've talked about Night Trap on this show before. Oh, right? no. Is it coming back? What, what? I'm so excited right now. Are you talking about the game? <laughs> Hang on. Let me give a little history. Night Trap, Night Trap was a game on the Sega CD. It came out in 1992. Oh, my gosh. It When it came out, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the game, even though the game wasn't that bad. And by today's standards, the game was very childish. They're like, there's but, uh, white people hanging out with white people. <laughs> this is racist. Gosh, that game was so bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was awesome. It, it actually led to the content rating system. So the creator of Night Trap has said he's been in talks with people, uh, to bring it to current gen platforms. <laughs> it will come back in better resolution and gameplay than before. I'm getting it. Nice. I, think that this is hilarious because <laughs> there are a lot of people that have not played this game. Of course. It was so terrible. So when they, when they re-release it and people actually do play it, they're going to be like, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game is not very good. Yeah, but that's. I think most people that are going to be buying it are the people that play before buy it for nostalgic reasons, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, no, of I course. could totally see that. Like, I played it when I was a kid and I was just kind of like, alright. But, uh... That and Double Switch. It's it's going to be like Shaq Fu, like Shaq Fu 2 is going to come out <laughs> and people are going to buy it just because they heard about the old game, but they never actually played it. Sure. Oh, my I'm gosh. That? I'm so excited. Even though this that. is actually just the actual game coming back. Now, he did say <laughs> that they may change some of the gameplay. So I oh, think man. they may make it a little more accessible for current gen. If it's like already maybe, broke, don't break it more. <laughs> <laughs> well, like maybe I could see like them like having the camera switches each as their own individual button so you can switch faster. Cause that was the thing about the yes. Sega CD is you kind of had to move a cursor around. And it had, you had to be so fast and you had to memorize the game to beat it because you had to know what was coming already. 
Which exactly. kind of takes the magic out of it. So maybe if they can get something more reactionary instead of just memory, like, okay, now this guy's going to come in through this window, so I need to set this trap. But that, but that's how it was for a lot of games back then, wasn't it? Like, you basically memorized. Yeah. Yeah, that you, was a lot of games. Yeah, that's true. Then. Yeah. Because the technology wasn't there. Like, there were just particular algorithms, and they were the same ones every time. I well, and also that, they even had, in arcade games. They had, they had to, you know, they, the games were shorter, so they had to find ways to make you play them over and over again, and memorizing yep. was one way to do that. Oh, yep. my gosh, that game was awesome. Not oh wait, hear me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not awesome, not, like awesome. Like awesome, like oh god, not this is bad be meaning a train good, wreck, but, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly, bad yeah, meaning. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'll never forget. Like the Sega CD came out, and I wanted to play it so bad. And then my my friend had one, and I think this was in like maybe ninety three or ninety four. And I went over to his house, and we were playing the Sega CD, and I was like, "This thing's really not that good." <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. I wanted one. Oh, that's ex. I mean, we that's played incredible. Sewer Shark. <laughs> yes, heck yeah! Night Trap, Double Switch. Oh gosh, Double Switch was great too. Um, oh, I'm so excited about that. So Chuck E. Cheese is going to start having the Oculus Rift in their stores. It looks like I'm going to Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. Oh gosh, we need to make the that's trip. Their- Piper's third birthday. Exactly. Chuck E. Cheese, the- Oculus Rift. <laughs> I'm they're sorry, bringing, parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're bringing a game called Chuck E. Cheese's Virtual Ticket Blaster Experience. Yeah, it could be longer. <laughs> oh, my God. And then for parents, they got Chuck E. Cheese's Virtual Money Spending Experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, and I'm with Router. I can't wait to just go and sit and watch, like, full-grown adults waiting in line just to try the Oculus Rift while Heck these yeah. kids no, are trying hobby. to play it. I'll be in there. Um, so Roger, uh, Cardinal, let's say president of the parent company, uh, CEC Entertainment. He said, kids today have unprecedented, unprecedented access to game consoles and tablets. Our challenge is to deliver an experience not available at home. And there's no doubt virtual reality does just that. And so I Good think he's them. just kind of hopping on it before it becomes too popular. Come play at Chuck E. Cheese. Oculus Rift. Uh, they're going to be testing it in Dallas, San Diego, and Orlando starting this month. Wow. I thought that was hmm. cool. Uh, the Rubik's Cube turned 40 this week. Hey, Kind of a game. Originally 40 called, is the new 30. 40 is the new 30, and it does look good for its age. Originally called the Magic Cube. I just thought that was interesting. That is cool. You got anything else, Hall? I got one more thing, I think. Two That's more it. things. YouTube has been rumored to acquire Twitch. Mm, I hope yeah. this doesn't happen. You don't want it to happen? Google already controls like enough properties. Yeah, you don't want them owning Twitch? You don't think that's an antitrust violation, do you? I don't think so because there's still uh Ustream. I guess. Yeah. But that <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah. about it. No. Um I don't know. I don't like this. I think, I think it could be good because then now, like Twitch would be amazing for consoles because now you've got the bandwidth. Now you can do. Now you can archive That's all true. your. That's true. I mean, there they're... there are some pluses. And have you they're... operated Twitch? Have you I tried mean, I've, using I've it? watched streams, and I feel like it's real. The app is real clunky and hard to navigate. And so I think with some, they need yeah, some UI I mean, stuff going on. But you know what's yeah. funny? Even the the YouTube app can be a little like Lauren always says. I can't figure this YouTube app out. Really? Even that's, I, and I keep telling her, babe, just, just, 
<laughs> Just give, give me the me. phone. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. I mean, shoot, Piper knows how to use the YouTube app. I don't show those boots. Uh... But I mean, it's not, it's not, there's a few things, but just look around. That's what I always tell people who are always technically freaking out. Yeah. Like, just look at the, look at what you're looking at and <laughs> look at able, what you're looking at. Right. Just nice. like, no, but seriously, like look and read everything. I always say go top to bottom, left to right, and you will find your answer. My, my poor in-laws, they're always that way too. They're like, okay, how, how do I do this? I'm like, okay, mom, just take a look at it. What does it say up there? And then they hit it and like, oh, okay, that was easy. You're like, exactly. Yeah. Just gotta look. That's all you gotta do. Please. Um, yeah, and it's, it's to note too that they'll be buying them for a billion dollars, uh, Oof. which sounds like a lot of money, but then you look at 2006 when Google bought YouTube and they bought YouTube for 1.6 billion. Mm. And so you're like, man. And that's still a drop in the bucket for Google. Oh, well, I think at, at Twitch's current outlook, I would say a billion dollars is probably where it's that, at. When, that when Google bought YouTube, I mean, that was like, they had to lock that down. Yeah, it's but I would think I would still think even in 2006 they got that Joker on sale. Like I know that sounded like a lot of money yeah, to the true. four guys who started YouTube. Mm-hmm. But shoot, man, YouTube. <laughs> well, compared to today, what was it? Snapchat got offered like three billion, or was it nine billion? I don't even know. It was Ooh. a lot of money. Nine billion—that's a lot of money. That's too much money. Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I, I just, I, I just don't like the idea of. Google, Google owning controlling everything. like that much of video stuff. Like if they were to buy Netflix, that would just be a trifecta right there. It, oh my that gosh. would probably be where the antitrust would come. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably an antitrust violation, but Hey, you know what? I don't care because if Google uh, fiber optics comes to Nashville, I'll be happy. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'd be I'm, happy with that. I'm, I'm kind of supporting Google just because well, I've <laughs> always, I always have, I think they're great. Yeah. But, um, now I'll, I'll, I'll definitely side by them a little bit more if they bring in fiber optics, which by the way, I think that was, I heard on the news last night, the, uh, the legislature did approve it. So now we just have to wait for Google because there are particular, uh, guidelines that Google needs in each city. That's pretty sad that we got Google before we got Ikea. <laughs> no, that's a good thing because then we'd all be broke. I know that's right. <laughs> Do we need to send flowers to anybody? <laughs> to get this thing going. Yeah, right. Um, Hall, you said you had two things. What's your other thing? One more thing. So when we talked about the Amplitude Kickstarter a couple weeks ago by yeah. Harmonix. Yeah. Um, mm. They were, I think, like at $300,000. Their goal is $775,000. There is 57 hours left as of the time we are recording this podcast. So probably when you hear it, it's going to be either done or close to done. Yeah. Um. But they're up to six hundred thousand of their seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollar goal, so they might make it. Wow. It was looking kind of it was looking like they weren't gonna make it there for a minute, but they might actually do it. I think the thing that's holding people back is that it has to be an original soundtrack. Oh, they aren't able hmm. to get the licensed music. Oh boy. Now well, let's I do think some music if, for them, Hall. Well, I, I think if they if they fund this, I think they're gonna look at I think honestly they're going to to try to get Sony to get in on some licensed music because playing like these music games is fun, but having the licensed music makes it makes it that much more of an experience. You it know, makes it I mean? more relevant too. Yeah. Like, cause you know, when you're playing like one of these games, like when I play guitar hero or rock band or something, I'd always kind of start with the songs that I knew. Right, and then when I play the campaign mode, you know, I'd actually play some new songs and get to hear some new music. So having some, having like a jumping off point is always good. Having at least 
I don't know, a handful of licensed songs in there would be pretty cool. I always thought that was the problem with Dance Dance Revolution. Like, as yeah. fun as it was, I didn't know any of the songs. Like, I, 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 I'm a little butterfly. I don't know this song. I know it now, but yeah. I didn't know it when it started. I was like, choose your song. It's like 500 songs, and I hadn't heard of any of them. <laughs> exactly. And then I have, like, Celebrate in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Celebrate, yeah, good touch. Like, <laughs> like I said, they got to put that, the, they got to put those few icebreakers in there. <laughs> I guess. That's awesome. Um, so we talked about this weeks ago about the Wii and its Wi-Fi functionality going away. Well, it's gone. <laughs> no. I know. I thought they would hold out at least until Mario Kart 8 came out so people could play, but that's done. They used a uh, Glue Mobile's uh, GameSpy servers and uh, for matchmaking and all that, and it's gone. Uh, they moved in-house, like we said before, for the 3DS and the Wii U, but for my Wii owners, and like myself, and uh, my DS people, uh, it's gone. But, of course, the store is still open, but just for matchmaking and playing online, that's gone, so. You know, I don't, I don't know how many people are left doing that. Playing online? Playing online on the Wii. Yeah, man, freaking Animal Crossing. I right. love that crap. <laughs> um, that's it for me. Hall, you got anything else? Nope. Well, every week we ask you guys a question. Last week we asked you, you know, there's games out there, Mass Effect, Infamous, uh, that you could play good or bad. And we were wondering which one you do. Ed Placencio, kick it off on the forum. Ed Placencio, our boy Ed. He says, I always play the good version because a buddy of mine who comes over a lot, uh, and plays games always takes the bad. So I get to mm. see both sides. He said, you take them both and there you have the facts Oof. of life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tigsta on the forum says, I always play the bad guy. If I have the option of letting someone live or die in a game, they get whacked a hundred percent. I do things in game that I would never ever think to do in real life. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the game. That's good. Closet gamer on the forum said, I usually end up being neutral because I flip flop between good and bad choices. The whole game. I try to play how I would really react, especially in games like mass effect or walking dead when mm. it actually seems to matter. Hmm. Uh, Daniel, oh man, Calvin, Calvin, at Daniel Calvin on Twitter. He said, good. I I thought this was an interesting point. He said, good. If you're going to be the hero, why be evil? Sometimes Mm. good is interesting. And I was like, yeah, I guess we are the heroes in these games. Yeah. That's Hmm. interesting. I I never thought about it that way. Think about it. Yeah. Typically, if you are playing a good campaign, you become the hero. Yeah, but even if you play the bad campaign, it seems like, like in Mass Effect. Well, like, yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah, if you play as a true. bad person, like, you're still saving the galaxy. Well, no, and, uh, and you can always make just one good decision at the end. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got you. And I guess it's vice versa. Uh, the cool nerd at I am Sean Vaughn, the Don dot com. I'm just kidding. I added that. Uh, usually good, but. To be honest, I can't turn off GTA <laughs> without going on a rampage first, but that's nice. after I save. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, then 
Uh, lastly, on Twitter, Kenny G Money at Daddy Darkside. He said, as my Twitter and PSN gaming handle implies, evil, always evil. Nice. <laughs> so thank you guys for sending in uh, your questions. If you don't know us and we don't know you, introduce yourself. Over Twitter, twitter.com slash mttgcast, facebook.com slash married to the games. Come check out the website, married to the games.com. Come check out the forum. It's awesome. We are getting our talk on and our deal on. Uh, a lot of deals I see over there, uh, I hadn't seen. And so it's just cool to kind of peruse it and check out what's going on. Talk to the guys about the show. Uh, talk about other stuff. We're talking about all kinds of things over there. Real life, game life. It's great stuff. Uh, life and games, games and life. Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. That's shocking. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. And, uh, we got one more thing to do. Let's get into some questions. start with some email. Remington writes, hello. Firstly, I'd like to say I'm a huge fan of the show and I listen to every episode. Oh, wow. I'm an, I'm an aspiring physique competitor and spend a lot of my time in the gym. Yeah. Your, your podcast has helped me get through many long nights of training and meal prepping when I'd otherwise be lounging on the couch. Big shout out <laughs> to you guys and what you do to keep on rocking out. My question for you guys is this. Looking back on all of your years of gaming, what one game stands out in particular as being either the most addicting or having the largest impact on your life? For example, mine would be Halo 2. This was one of the first games I ever played on Xbox Live, and from the moment I got home from midnight release and hopped into my first matchmaking game, I was hooked. I played every single day and met my best friend through the game. No way. I can still remember all the land parties, Mountain Dew, and epic battles that were fought over <laughs> a year, even, uh, even a year after release. I don't look back on any game more fondly than I do Halo 2. Keep it up, guys. You rock. Nice. Awesome, Remington. Thanks, man. Remington. Yeah, and good luck on, on man, the physique competitor. That's that's hardcore. Yeah, that's tough. Definitely. When he said instead of sitting on the couch, I thought, hmm, that's what I do. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, <laughs> let's see, going and training to be a physique competitor on the couch. I'll go on the couch. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. To, no, that's really cool, to man. To sculpt I hope, one's uh, body is a skill, and yeah, yeah, yeah that for sure. And it, it, it shows that the body is a beautiful thing too. I'm man. a physique competitor in the other direction. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like the first one to round wins. I win. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, He's working on being a V. I'm working on being a O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, Halo too. I love, I love that when when games kind of impact. Uh, a time in your life. Uh, for me, it will always be uh, my fondest memory will always be the first PS three game I ever played, which would be uncharted two. Cause I, I purchased the PS three with uncharted two bundled back in the day. Um, and just, it, it just kind of opened my eyes. Cause I had always played, you know, little platformers here and there, or, you know, growing up with, you know, your standard arcade games, but, but kind of, it really opened my eyes to, Man, there is a lot of fun stuff to be played on this machine. And so I will always have Uncharted 2 as a special little place in my heart just because that's where that's where it all started for me. Nice. Hall? Probably with the N64, uh, Super Smash Brothers and Goldeneye. Like those mm. are two fond memories I have because we like that was I think the Nintendo 64 was 
kind of like one of the last big local multiplayer experiences. You know, you had yeah. four controller ports. Mm-hmm. I know the original Xbox did too, but it seemed like there were just more multiplayer games on the Nintendo 64 for four players. So I well, just I have, think that was the, it felt like the only thing at the time. Well, the only thing that was like doing like huge multiplayer games like Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and like Goldeneye, I said, Goldeneye, yeah. uh, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf. Yeah. Um, I don't remember ever playing four players before Mario that. Kart. Like all in the same room. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like the Nintendo 64 was like really big for that because it was also super accessible. Like even though the Dreamcast had four controller ports, we never really we didn't really play multiplayer on the Dreamcast. Like we played on the Nintendo sixty four long after you know, oh, long yeah. after it had moved on too. Oh, so yeah. um yeah, just those are my fondest memories, just like staying up for like twenty four hours straight playing Smash Brothers and Goldeneye. Nice. <laughs> so that was um, nuts. Well, I've been gaming my whole life, uh and obviously when high school hit and Final Fantasy VII came out, that hooked me like in a deeper way. But I would say probably what came along and cemented it for me was probably Counter-Strike mm. Uh, mm. because it was the first game that like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be sad when I die and get to look at my whole life and see how many hours I poured into Counter-Strike. <laughs> Could have been doing oh, something no. else. It's going to be an insane number. Oh, and so no. that was just like the first game where I'm like, you know, picking up my computer that I built and taking it to friends' houses and us doing land parties. Land and it was parties. All, oh, yeah, and it was all about uh, Counter-Strike. And so um, I think that one cemented. Like when I, when I zoom out and really like, okay, dig deep, and I'm like, what game did I pour hours and hours into i mean counter-strike man and that was like my first big online multiplayer game that i played a lot like that and i mean i played the heck you know gotten to clan wars and everything oh i played the heck out of that game that's great good question very good question let's move on uh purville patel <clears throat> just wondering poorville. About- what poorville poorville sorry uh he emails in just wondering about your opinion on exclusive oh, content poorville Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, just wondering about uh, your opinion on exclusive content based on pre-orders platform or retailer. I am not against the notion of pre-ordering games just to have them off the list to buy, but locking content behind pre-orders, retail-specific editions, or platforms doesn't sit well with me. It's understandable mm. if some platforms get a DLC pack before another, but not including content that is ready at release due to console exclusivity pre-order bonus or retailer editions doesn't seem right. Let me know what you guys think on this matter. I hate that. Do you? Yes. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, they always, I just kind of pre-order based on the retailer that I, I want. Like I've pre-ordered a lot of games with Best Buy because I got, I got a gift card out of it. It had nothing to do with the content, uh, the exclusive content that they released. In fact, I don't even know if I played any of that. And most of it I would think is probably, it, it, it you know it's not going to affect the game they're very just value added pieces and, and the problem is is that it's not going away because every retailer wants a piece of it they so, are, well i was going to say that even though they are value added like people still want that stuff yeah like it was like it, well, i think what the the um listener is saying is like make it available to people Oh, yeah, I think so. I think maybe you make it exclusive for like the first month or so, but then Mm -hmm. like open it up as a DLC pack for anybody else who wants to play it. I agree. Like, uh, you know, am I missing out because 
you know, I pre-ordered with uh, Watch Dogs with Best Buy versus GameStop, and you know, they they have all their different little packs. I don't know. You know, I just want to play the game. Like I, but, t- well, I typically don't think about that stuff until we bought Tomb Raider. Did we all buy Tomb Raider at Best Buy? Yes. I have okay. no idea where I got it. I think Best Buy came with an exclusive skin or outfit or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought it was way cooler, in my opinion, I guess, to play Tomb Raider with like that bombardier outfit that they gave her. Is that the original or is that the extra one? That's the extra. extra. Like it was the extra, That's and so I funny. think you only got it for pre-ordering at Best Buy. I think but you're right. It was just, it was just, it looked cooler to me. Like it may not be that big of a deal. I mean, I could have played the game oh, the whole time without exactly. it. But once they gave, once they like, like they gave me the costume from the beginning, but I didn't realize it till probably two hours into the game. Like I just thought it looked way, you know, way it's funny. more. I've BA. never, I don't know. I've, I've never <laughs> changed an outfit. Neither have I. Like I, I, I haven't I did either Mass until, Effect, until like, that game. The, oh yeah, I think I did a Mass Effect at the beginning. Yeah, and I did then too. never changed it again. Actually, Dragon Armor too. Like Mass Effect 2, I got the dragon armor and I put it on from the beginning. But Mass Effect 3, I didn't realize I had the dragon armor until about halfway through the game. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the first thing I did in Mass Effect 3. I'm like, oh, I'm getting my dragon armor back. (laughs) Yeah, like it it just adds to the game. Like even though the dragon armor does have like some spec advantage, it looks more cool in the game. Yeah, it does. It looks awesome. I will say with uh, Dead Space 3... Uh, because I ordered it through Best Buy, I think I got two guns, and those were the guns that I ended up using the whole campaign. That's pretty cool, but I, so, you you probably wouldn't have missed them if you didn't have them. Though. Exactly, and yeah. there's probably I, I get sim- what you're saying. There's probably a similar gun. <clears throat> to me, the pre-order thing is all about what's the incentive for me. Uh, having a uh, an additional map pack or outfit <clears throat> doesn't really do it. What what got me with Best Buy is because they were giving out gift cards after you pre-order. So I'm like, yeah, of course. Oh, I'll yeah, that's... of course I'll do that. So that's, that's money my, is always a good incentive. Money is always me. a great incentive. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm down with that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too opposed to it. And it's not gonna. I don't think it's going away just because a lot of retailers are still, they, they're just vying for your attention. And you know, if you pre-order with us, you get this. Or if you pre-order with us, I don't think it's really going to affect too much. But I get, I get what he's saying. Yeah, so, I've never used a pre-order incentive ever. Yeah, like even if it came with it, I never used it. The yeah. pre-order exclusives are probably just retailers, like like Router said, retailers. It's cutting a deal with attention. retailers, exactly. Yeah. It's cutting a deal with retailers. I th- okay. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, all right, I'll give you this if you, you know, you put this end cap here and position your store this way. That's exactly. It's all about just positioning to get your attention. Good question. I think, like Router said, though, like after a month, you know, just like yeah, just open it awesome. up and have like an everything pack for. 10 bucks or something. Yeah, honestly, I would, I would spend that just to have everything. If I really enjoyed the game and wanted to get the full experience, just put it up there for as a DLC and I'll, I'm happy. Isn't that what game of year editions are though? What's that? Isn't Uh, that what game of the year editions are? Yeah. Well, typically they put most of that stuff in there, but the pre-order exclusives and bonuses and stuff like that, those typically, I don't want to say they, they never come out. I would say probably half the time they just do not come out for purchase. So if oh, you wow. did not pre, like, I think what the listener is saying, like, yeah, if you do not pre-order at a specific place, you're not going to get everything. Yeah. yeah you basically I, I, have to go and pre-order the game everywhere to get everything. 
Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, no Which will never happen. Like, there's just no option. Like, I, I think that that's a misstep for d- the uh, developers and publishers because it, make it available to people. They'll want to buy it. You'll make an extra 10 bucks out of it. Even, even, even if agree. you made like an extra five bucks. Yeah. Like, it's who cares? Money it's, in just, the bank. it's free money. I agree. Yeah. Good point. Great question. Uh, final one on email. Travis Pospisil, friggin' nutcase. Uh, one of my favorite things about the podcast is that you are all regular people with wives, nine to fives, and all that jazz. Over the past 88 episodes, we've got to know all three of you as well as your families. It's an incredibly cool community. I enjoy being a part of it. If wow. someone, if someone awesome, were to, man. it's amazing, Travis. Thank you. If someone were to make a movie about your life, who would you get to play you? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'd want Gabe to play me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Router. Oh, it sure is cold out here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, it sure is cold. That's all you say. That's a great uh, question, man. I have no idea. I would, um, I, I really don't know. Who would I get to play? I don't know. It depends. On, and it's the context of the movie, too. Okay, so it's a movie about my life. Well, what part of my life? My entire life? I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, if I had to choose somebody that, like, you know, I, I, you know, he doesn't look like me or anything, obviously, but I yeah. have to go with, I have to go with Jamie Foxx. Ooh, nice. Hmm. He's just so talented. And if somebody like equated <laughs> Jamie Foxx with, with my life, exactly. It's like, oh, is Jamie Foxx kind of like Gabe Patillo? Is Gabe Patillo kind of like Jamie Foxx? <laughs> but I'd see, cool when everybody be watching your movie, Gabe, they'd like go look you up and they'd be like, what? That doesn't look anything like him. That's yeah. right. He can't play piano. <laughs> Blame it on the. Oh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, what yeah. about you, Hall? Shoot, I don't Gosh, know. This is hard. Uh, I'd probably say Zach Galifianakis. Nice. Just because <laughs> so we so many that people have awesome. made the connection between him and I. Like, oh, just because we both have beards and short hair and are just goofy. So that's awesome. Man, I don't know who would play me. I'm trying to I think. Really there you go, Dirk. Well, I'll have Dirks do it. Does he even act? That'd well, be his uh, career. Well, he will like, now. His career intro into acting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Entertainers Tiger, crossover. Tiger Claw's Life by <laughs> Dirk Bentley. Who would you get to play the child version of you? Oh, man. Yeah, who'd you look like as a child? Were you blonde, like super Yo, blonde? I was bleach blonde, yeah. Um, yeah, I had blonde hair, too, as a kid. I Odd have enough. no idea. Weird, me, too. <laughs> I'd get uh, Wesley you Snipes can... from Demolition Man yes, to play me. I was just going to you... say that or Cisco. Uh, Cisco, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesley Cisco. Snipes from Demolition. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's bringing uh, it back, man. That's good. Um. Oh, you know, Lauren said that, uh, what's his name? Ed Bagley Jr. I think he was in a couple... Uh, he's just like one of those one-off characters. I think it was in Best in Show and uh, uh, A Mighty Wind, that kind of stuff. Lauren always says that I look like him at older. Hmm. So huh. that's a weird one. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Good uh, question. Great well, question. Well, there you go. Thanks for the encouragement. version of you. There you go. Yeah. Um, Travis, great question. Great uh, email. Thank you for those kind words. We really appreciate that. <laughs> Let's move on to Twitter. Jamie we'll, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> we'll lightning round this uh, this Twitter because we're running we're running short on time. Here we go. Uh, TJG at T215J. Is the Mario Kart 8 bundle a good deal? Comes with gamepad and a Wii Motion Plus and a free game download for 329 
People say it is. We talked about it a little bit. I think that we got a tongue lashing for it too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm sticking know. by my guns only because I understand that it comes with a remote, which is great. I yep. you know, those things are forty dollars, you know, in the stores. Mm. Um but when I rub it up against the the pack I got, and I know it's not the deluxe, but we've just seen like the deluxe for two fifty with a game and a free game. Mm. So if you're just adding the Wiimote, and I know it comes with a wheel, but come on, that barely anybody uses the wheel. Right. It still should be two ninety. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think um but here's the thing, we've always said this that you're paying a premium because it's Mario Kart. And I think it's a let me let me be clear though. I think it's a deal. I just don't think it's a great deal. Yeah, it's not the best deal. I don't if, think it's a no-brainer deal. No. If it was 250, oh I, my which gosh. I, or Ooh. even and what I said before too was even if it said 299, I think that would look better and make people be like, Oh my gosh, two ninety nine, three hundred bucks. Yeah. But for like the three thirty ish range, we've talked about it before, even with the Vita and something else. I don't remember what it was. But iPad it was like, mini. iPad mini. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Like just the fact that it was like over that hump a little bit. You're like, why? Yeah. Th- why? You know, yeah. putting, putting a three at the beginning is not worth it. In my yeah. opinion, it's not yeah. worth the extra 30 bucks. And I know that's people confused. disagree with us up and down and I get it. And I get your, I get the stance that they're taking. They're like, yeah, but you're getting this and this. But you have to remember people that buy Mario Kart 8 will get the free game. So it's not like you're just getting the free game with the bundle. Like when I go buy it, I'll get the free game as well. So that's not added to me with the bundle, if that makes sense. Besides the fact that there are going to be a lot of people that don't redeem those. I already know it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's why they do it. I mean, gift cards, they say like... It's exactly. some it's some crazy percentage of gift cards don't get it's, used. It's exactly. Almost, Same thing with mail and rebates. I think it's almost fifty percent at this point. Is that that it's money in the bank because people don't use it? Yeah, yeah. I told Jenny to do gift cards at this show. She did. I was like, babe, you need to do gift cards for facials. And she just did this little thing at our church, and only one person bought it. But it was like sixty bucks that she didn't redeem. She never yeah. called Jenny to do the yeah. service. You know exactly. exactly. It happens. Yep. Crazy. Like retailers know this and that's why, like I said, they do mail in rebates because they just know you're not going to take the time to do it. Oh, I do it. I do it. I mean, I do it. I do it. You can do it online now too, which makes it even easier. Well, with with staples, you can. Mixer. Yeah. Like a lot of them are still like, you know, brick and mortar mail in rebate. Yeah. Old school. It's because they know that you're like, you're not going to sit down and do it. Yeah. Life is hectic Uh, enough. Yep. Uh, By the way, I've decided I'm getting Wind Waker HD. Nice. That's gonna be my good free choice. game that I'm getting with good Mario choice. Kart. 8. That game looks so good too. Can't uh, wait. Uh, like the L- look of it. Yeah. Good Andrew- question. Sorry for those that we made mad again. No <laughs> yeah. Andrew L. Hunter at ALH Pro Photo. What's the longest gaming session you've ever had? Mine is only about eight to ten hours. And what game have you spent the most time on? Ooh. Twenty four hours. Goldeneye 007 and Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Pretty much. That was you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted 3 beat it in one sitting. That was awesome. However long that game takes is. Yep. I did, I did like, I think mine is Skyrim. That's the most time I've spent on it. Uh, and it was like a four to five hour overnighter. That's great. And obviously I was just talking about Counter Strike. I spent, yeah, of I mean, course, an ungodly amount of time playing. Yep. 
Delvin Cox at Delvin Cox. What's a good age to let your kids play rated T or rated M games? Ooh. 13 and 18. <laughs> wow! He just or comes thirteen with, and seventeen. He just comes right out with the with the suggested. They age. put it That's on the awesome. box. Yeah, I mean, exactly you, right. you know, it's, you're an adult. It's yep. your discretion. It is your discretion. So. I, you know, I'm. I think um, it's weird because I'm looking at my nephew. He's going to be fifteen. Holy cow! Fourteen or fifteen in July. Um, and I, you know, I think he's ready for something like a. Uh, he's definitely ready for – he's already ready for, like, an infamous because he's already played it with me. So that's a T-rated game. As yeah. far as M, like, I just – I guess I compare it to something like The Last of Us. I'm like, oh, man, is he ready for that? I don't think so. Yeah, that, that's like interesting. Said, it's it's your discretion, you know. It's like he's talked about The Last of Us, and, in fact, Dan is like, yeah, I saw some great reviews about him. Like, I know. I played it. It's amazing. But, um, but I, I, I don't know. At his age yet, I, I think he's just – he still needs some growing up to do. Yeah, you know it's funny. It's it, it does depend number one on the kid, but two it depends on like what you want to shield them from, and then yeah. what you mm-hmm. can shield them from. Yeah, because T games probably don't get too crazy, but the the rating of M is we've talked about it before is such a huge gamut. Yep, like because I think you can have Mass Effect in there. And have like Leisure Suit Larry in there, right? And so it's like <laughs> exactly. this, there's this oh, huge, gosh. and you know with Mass Effect. You can go down the lane of a relationship or yeah. you don't have to. Yep. Um, and then you have stuff like online play. Cause like call of duty be, will be rated M every time. And I think we talked about it too. Assassin's Creed is M, but yep. Assassin's Creed is not filthy and there's not a bunch of cussing in there, but it's violent. And so I yeah. think it comes down to the kid and the game and just knowing these games, y'all don't just, and I know the people listening to this podcast mostly are, no games and they know games. Buying, Dude, that's whatever. a really good point of knowing the game because I've I overhear so many people at GameStop where like mom you know this game's supposed to be really good and like or dad and they just don't know and it's like I I have right. actually talked to parents before saying hey that's a really great game for him I think he'd really enjoy it like I I I don't know I just right. get my per- parental game my my parenting gamer on and you know, it's been helpful. And a, and a lot of them are like, Hey, thanks a lot for telling me that. You have so, to yeah. think about the adult themes of the game too. Like yep. the last of us, I don't think a 15 year old would fully understand exactly the depravity of the last of us. So I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a shorted experience if you're 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. If maybe. you're an adult, if you're, you know, our age, for instance, the last of us is like a, stellar experience because you understand the weight exactly of the game like something like mass effect i can see him playing yeah with, for sure with the last of us like i i want him to play it at some point because i want him to capture how a video game can tell an amazing story and mm-hmm. how you can be impacted by it and you can connect with your characters that's and that's honestly what i want for anybody who's new to playing games that's always my go-to you know if you want something that's emotional gritty tough go with the last of us because you know it, it, it this is kind of the quintessential this is how you can really connect with the character and this is how it really tells a story that game mm-hmm. is freaking good man it's so good, good great question. question delvin thanks for that uh john matthews at star fury zeta uh are there any video game soundtracks in your current music rotation i have tommy T- uh, tallarico's video games live oh my gosh that was That's totally my question for this week no way. Uh, it always gets stolen. Gosh. Nice. Well, there you Wait. go. I guess let's go ahead and answer the question of the week. Well, my question was going to be, uh, what video game music have you loved the most? What's your oh. favorite game music? So it kind of yeah, goes along fun. with it. That's, that's awesome. 
What yeah, soundtracks I, do you have in your? I have um, The Last of Us because it came with it, and it's actually really good. The composer is genius. Really? It? Yeah. Oh, it's it's really good. I listened to it a couple times, and uh, that's the one. That's really the only video game soundtrack that I've listened to. It's really good, and they have a little behind the scenes video on some of the making of the soundtrack. Yep. So yep. if you can, that find was a it, pre order thing, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, I never, I never even got that. Like I pre-ordered the game, but I don't think I ever unlocked it. Yeah, you had to just download it, and I downloaded it, but then I actually ended up listening to it on Spotify because <laughs> I was awesome. at my computer, not at my console. So yeah. it's like you know, it makes it easier. Paul, yeah. what about you? You going with that one too? I really like some of those old NES soundtracks, uh, the chip mm-hmm. tunes. Um. There's a podcast that I listen to, and they kind of put some of that old music in there every now and then. As far as, like, modern soundtracks, I do like that they're getting a lot of the film composers involved. Um, yeah. So any of the modern soundtracks, I mean, the Halo soundtracks are always good. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, I think I started listening to those, like, starting with two. Um, my favorite soundtrack that I have in rotation, it actually isn't a video game soundtrack, but the... um I mean, it's kind of crossing into games because they did make a game and it started out as a game. Or no, well, it actually started out as a movie. Uh, the Tron soundtrack, the newest oh, one. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the newest Punk. one by Daft Punk. Daft Punk is brilliant. It's really good. Yep. So Sweet. I recommend checking it out. But it, it, it just, it kind of reminds me, it's a little gamey. It reminds me of something like that. It'd be interesting oh. to see those guys do a video game soundtrack. Oh, it'd be awesome. That would be awesome. They need to do that. Shoot, um, boys, we got to wrap this up. Oh yeah, sorry. I've never uh, had a. I've never had a soundtrack, but I did. Uh, I did download back in the day a bunch of the songs from Shinmu. I don't know hmm. why, just because there was so many different stores you could go into, and all the stores had different sounds for their for going in there. Mm-hmm. So I used to listen to that a lot, and then a uh, Sonic. At Christmas time, when you would go by the Christmas tree, I think on the Dreamcast had this acapella version of some song, and I used to listen to that all the time. That's awesome. Ah, also too, Grand Theft Auto. Whenever you'd get into a car and have a different radio station on, <laughs> yep. I, thing, I started to enjoy the music playing that game. So. Same yeah, thing exactly. with Sleeping Dogs. I did the same thing. I yep. I enjoyed that too. And with uh, freaking Crazy Taxi. Oh, there you go. The Offspring freaking brought oh, it. Oh, and, and uh, we we forgot to, the Tony Hawk games. Oh yeah, I mean that Jurassic like launched five. some people. My yeah, boys from awesome. LA Symphony yeah. got a song on one of those. Yep, J Five LA Symphony. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's. Uh, oh shoot, it's we yeah, gotta we got to get. Up all right, I'm gonna this pick. Thing. I'll pick uh, two more, uh, and then keep the. Keep, we probably have time for like one more because okay, yeah, all right. we got to go. All <laughs> right, let's do this. Um. We'll do, uh, uh, Chayman Bissett. What is your best E3 memory? Was it a game, an experience, or maybe just a humorous mistake, mistake made at a preface conference? Uh, man, I love it all. I just, <laughs> I like just sitting there. Michael Look, Bay. Yeah, Michael oh Bay. Oh my God. That's first good. day, baby. Think of, sorry, so, sorry. Go ahead, Hall. I mean, Router. So amazing. Um, I just, I, I just, Love, like, I get kind of nervous and tense when I'm watching the press releases because I'm just so excited to know, like, what's coming out. I think my favorite memory, and I did this, it was last year when they, when Sony announced the, uh, that you can, uh, use, use games and that kind of stuff. 
I was in the kitchen. And I actually stood up with my arms went, yes. And Lauren, <laughs> Lauren turns around and goes, what? I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. It's an E3 thing. So, <laughs> oh, my God. I like I like you must just, have felt so shamed after that. It was exactly. great. It, no, I felt proud. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll always have that one. That's a good one. What about you, Hall? Sega Saturn. And it's available now. Oh, nice. nice. They announced the Sega Saturn. They were like, hey, and you can go get it. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, and that's Apple never stuff. happened. That's where Apple Again. got it from. You know, Apple's yeah, always probably. like, and it's available today. They're like, oh, no way. Yeah, when they did it with the Sega Saturn, people were like, okay. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. <laughs> um, you guys know that I've been to E3, and it's only been by the grace of God that I, I've been able to go. And uh, sitting last year was pro- well, my first two years ago when I went and got into the Sony press conference and was sitting there and had an amazing seat. And that's when The Last of Us was shown. And uh, that was my favorite moment, like almost of my whole life. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. It was just the, the 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 quietness, the stillness that was in the room. Oh man! When Joel pulls that pulls the trigger on that last thing, where yeah. the guy's like, no, 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 he's like, bang! The whole place was silent, and then just erupted, and it was so just awesome. Crazy. Man, that conga beat must have been playing really loud. <laughs> oh, dude, the whole place was dancing. I was like, how did they get this into the speakers? I thought this was just in my head. <laughs> So uh, awesome. That song's I, getting played somewhere in the hundredth episode. Dude, I go back to um I I go still watch that part of the video uh the E3. on YouTube. I'll go out back and watch that. Just seeing that, I was like, Oh, so good. The excitement of that was just awesome. nuts. And then yep. the, I don't think that was even in the game ever, that part. Um well, thank you guys so much for the questions. We've got to get we've talked about getting together, doing like a round table situation just answering questions yeah i'm gonna keep these uh the the remaining questions and we'll we'll tag that on the next week and hopefully we can get on it yeah yeah um you guys be listening for details about the 100th episode thank you guys so much if you want to intro the show i keep forgetting to remind you guys uh there's a link on the forum i'll i'll tweet tweet out twit out uh tweet out and uh let you guys know, you know, your name, where you're from, and that you're listening to Married to the Games, whatever you want to say, put your flavor on it. Uh, and we appreciate you guys sending those in. There's been a bunch and we keep, we'll keep rolling them. Uh, I'm Gabe Patillo. That is Tim Router. And that over there is Timothy Zach Galifianakis Hall. And you are listening to Married to the Games. We about this time.